Welcome to the Leadership Network Podcast. Leadership Network is a community of multipliers who gather to collaborate, innovate, and pursue what God has next for His church. Our mission is to champion healthy growth that is capable of reproducing. Thank you for joining this conversation, and here's today's episode. All right, hey, welcome to the Metaverse Church Next show here uh, with Leadership Network. It is a pleasure once again to join you all today. It's Wednesday, 1230 Eastern, and this is when uh, we do this live show here on the Exponential Hub. My name is Jeff Reed. If, if we've not had the pleasure of meeting yet, uh, I am the director of Metaverse Church Next for Leadership Network, and yes, that is a mouthful to say. Here with Metaverse Church and here with Leadership Network, really championing this idea of, of the Metaverse mission field, of church in, in the Metaverse. And Metaverse, of course, and really this is the heart of what we're going to get into today. Yes, virtual reality is a part of of the metaverse and that may be the practical step of where we are here in 22 but there is a lot more to it when we get into um augmented reality a mixed reality machine learning artificial intelligence crypto um a bit uh, bitcoin is is, is crypto and a, a number of other things leaning towards uh, the uh, blockchain a decentralized approach for church and, and so typically here with leadership uh with the show the past couple of weeks here with metaverse church next we've been doing a more introductory look we've, we've been talking with uh some metaverse church pastors uh jason polling goose uh michael used the venice who both of these are with uh, cornerstone yuba city and cornerstone vr where they are doing church in virtual reality and so awesome thing love that and so you want to go back if you're not caught up with that maybe that's like your primer that's like 101 and 201 a little bit for, for the metaverse uh but here with this show guys we're going to dive dive into the deep end excuse me ladies as well we're going to dive into the deep end uh with this episode and we're going to really dive into what the metaverse can be and what the future can look like and so to even have that level of conversation we're bringing in uh the bishop to the metaverse dj soto uh lead pastor bishop extraordinaire for vr church and so man dj thanks for jumping on the show here with us today hey jeff man it's good to be here i'm excited to talk all things web3 here's a big yeah, transition so this this is great you know we i have a lot of conversations with dj on the side as a matter of fact i literally only use the telegram app to speak with DJ. Everybody else uses other applications and things, but it's like, if I need to talk to DJ, I open up Telegram and I have a conversation with him in Telegram. So I, I, if I could rename the app Telegram DJ Soto, I probably would, and, and it, but it's it's a lot of fun. But we've had conversations in the past where it's like, hey, you know, DJ, he always feels like he has to have like the base level conversations over and over again. And I was like, forget that, throw all that away. Let's talk crazy and, and so i really want to hear with the conversation like let's go deep let's see where we're going and let's talk about a lot of these other technologies that make up part of web3 that make up the metaverse and, and so maybe you know what dj like i set you up real well for that mm -hmm. let's pause let's back up brief intro i, I don't want to die on this hill but some people don't even understand who you are with uh with vr church with mmo church i'm literally i'm wearing the shirt as i'm sitting here um yeah if by the way you got bling send it to me i promise you i'll, I'll, I'll wear it but so dj tell us a little bit via vr mmo what are you up to yeah absolutely uh yeah you sure you want to go deep dive because we'll deep dive it i remember being at a, at a church conference it was like 2018 
talking about VR church. It was probably the first time I was at a church conference talking about VR church. And I saw these like glazed look over their eyes and, but man, we'll do it. We'll do the deep dive. But um, yeah, my name is DJ Soto, lead pastor of uh, Virtual Reality Church. We also have another ministry called MMO Church. So our, I don't know, generic name is VR MMO Church, uh, churches in virtual reality um, in the metaverse, um, and then churches in massively multiplayer online experiences, uh, things like uh, Final Fantasy and Rust. So that's what we do at our core, at our heart. We're church planters. Um, that's our the heartbeat of my wife and I. And so we've been church planning across the metaverse and MMOs for quite some time now, which started, uh, Jeff, to answer your question, back in 2016. Uh, we were pastors at a physical church in Pennsylvania. Um, I was a campus pastor, uh, helped launch one of their first uh, multi-site experiences. And it was about 2016, felt the desire to do something new. And we didn't know what new meant. We thought that meant physical church plants. So we set out to do those church plants it was about the same time the Oculus Rift came out, which is virtual reality. If, you haven't, if you're not familiar with Oculus, um, that was purchased by Facebook way back then, now Meta. So it's called the MetaQuest is, is the name of the virtual reality. And I remember putting that on for the first time um, in 2016, and I had never experienced anything like, that, like it. You think we've seen it all, all this technology that we've experienced over the years with VR is on another level. And not only that, not just VR, the metaverse, going into like these 3D spatial experiences that, you know, we, we just have never seen before. And so we planted a church there in, in summer of 2016. Um, I remember my first service, um, I think five people showed up and, uh, and maybe for a physical church planner, they would be devastated that only five people showed up to their first church service. But for me, I was, I was so excited. Um, as a matter of fact, and here's why, the light bulb came on in that moment. The first visitor was an atheist from Denmark. And he said to me, you know, I'm not into church. I'm not into, you know, this faith stuff, but I'm curious about what VR church is all about light bulb came on because I never experienced that as a physical church pastor, you know, maybe outside of Easter or Christmas. Um, and that, that led to just, you know, VR churches growing over time. And we have multiple churches across the metaverse and our spirit and our influence continues to this day. Like as far as I just received a message yesterday, someone said, I've never been to church. We're not talking about the church. We're talking about, I've never stepped foot in a church. What do you call it? A sermon, a speech? What, can I come and attend that this Sunday? And I was like, absolutely, you can. So um, our mission, our vision continues even in, uh, since 2016 and even in 2022 uh, to reach um, and to continue to church plant across the metaverse. Yeah, That's the, the short version. Sorry about that. It's, it's been amazing to me to hear the stories of people that are in the metaverse mission field that are doing church in the metaverse and how they're reaching people that are not, I mean, yes, there are de-churched or atheists or agnostics, but completely unchurched in some of their, their first expression. You know, I've, I've heard a story from a friend, Pastor Brock, we'll have him on here in, in a little bit uh, in, a, in a later episode, but he was talking about how he's having a conversation with Jesus, uh, about Jesus with someone, and the person's literally like, I've never heard that name before. I have no reference to who you're talking to right now. And so it's it's a untapped mission field out there with that. Well, hey, listen, if you're out there, feel free to throw questions in the chat. We'll do some Q&A. We'll throw it in along the way. We'll save some time at the end to address questions, but would love for audience, if there are questions for DJ Soto here, would love to dive into it. But let's, man, let's, let's just go. Um, 
uh, metaverse, Facebook, whatever it is, is is going all in on, on this virtual reality. Apple seems to be working on more of a augmented reality approach, blending um, I, UI uh, with physical interface or even blending virtual and physical together towards a more mixed uh, approach. What what do you think the winner is going to be long term? Is is it VR? Is it is it AR? Is it a mix of both? Where where are we going here? Yeah, that's interesting. I think um, you know there's going to be winners all around as far as like when we compute now. Let's say in Web two, you know we'll use our phone, we'll use the iPad, we'll use our computer. So they all they all have their utility, and perhaps we favor one over the other. But generally speaking, I don't think you know we get rid of our desktop and we or our laptop i don't think we're getting rid of our smartphone where you, you know they both uh, have utility so in the same way when it comes to mixed reality like virtual reality and augmented reality they're going to be different and they have different use cases i think ar is going to be amazing um, it's definitely hasn't arrived yet like vr has i think it's more difficult to develop for but once it's going to be here that's going to be a, a massive game changer and really where i think this is heading is when they're in one device, which I, I kind of think, from what I understand, I could be wrong about this, uh, that Apple's heading towards the one device thing. I think that's their direction, and, and probably Facebook as well, or Meta, where you have a virtual reality headset and you can, you know, whatever it does to lose the, uh, the, the closed vision, and now you can see the world in front of you. And the current Quest can do that to some degree. It's not great, but it can. So you already see that technology um, creating that hybrid experience. And so, yeah, you're on a train, or you're, you're going to the train station and you need the directions, you turn on your AOR, it's the directions are overlaid and you start walking that direction, you maybe swipe with your hands to buy the train ticket and then you sit down and then you could, you know, put be in the on the beach, some type of oasis. Um, so th I think that's where things are headed. Um, but AR truly isn't here yet. We haven't seen like a proper mainstream AR device, uh, but I just think it's around the corner and I think Apple's probably going to make the pendulum swing even further. Yeah. I you know, I've been a little negative on Apple in the past couple of years because like their new technology is just let's slap another camera on the back of the iPhone. I've been waiting for it for this AI device or this AR device for a long time. And, and so when it comes out, I'm 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 going to be geeking out. You know, there's already been uh, rumors and a lot of CNBC and a number of reports are saying that this device right here, you can see my dog, um, that device ex expires in 10 years. Like the device of the future is not mm -hmm. these phones that we all carry in our pockets. It's these things um, and that's going to blend together the physical and, and the virtual with that. And so you're already seeing hints of culture shifting more towards this metaverse approach. But now that being said, DJ, February, or excuse me, a quarter four, 2021, uh, Meta took a, a big financial hit coupled, you know, in, in response to, you know, Zuckerberg making some of this announcement. I don't know if people were, were fed up and were kind of walking away from it or just not interested in, in this. Like, how do you read the situation where a lot of people are excited about the metaverse, but maybe the, on the monetary side, a lot of people aren't? What, what's that tension? Yeah, you know, um, I know there's a lot of different reaction when it comes to Facebook or Meta, positive, negative. You know, it's a gamut of emotions. Um, if you take away the the controversial political side side of what's going on with with Facebook and Meta, I think it's a brilliant move personally. I think they've rebranded themselves. I think they've refocused and set them up, set themselves up for a, a longer future because they were becoming, you know, just like blockbuster, Sears things were that were just having their their time in their sun and closing. Um, 
Facebook was kind of headed that way. And so they've rebranded and refocused on, on the metaverse. So I'm sure they're taking a financial hit for that. I'm sure people are questioning, you know, their motives and um, all of that. But for us in the metaverse, uh, it's works. I think uh, many of us are excited about it. Anything that uh, moves that pendulum forward, um, anybody that's putting money behind the metaverse, behind the hardware, um, you know, big fan of, of how we're doing that. And so um, I'm sure they're, they're having some challenges financially about that with that refocus. But again, I think it was a brilliant move for, for the long term. Yeah. So December, you know, whatever it is, uh, December, second week of December, as a matter of fact, that I think it was Life Church uh, broadcast their church uh, online service into Alt VR platform. And, and honestly, I know guys like you and, and J-Po and, and other churches have been doing ministry in the metaverse for, for years. And, and what was interesting, Life Church did that, and just the, the popularity and, and, and the, the, the PR that's centered around Life Church, at least on my website, I saw 400% increase on the church.digital in that stretch of, of December and, and early January, where was people searching how to do this this in the metaverse so virtual reality we i see an uptick of interest and, and even started helping churches with world building and and things like that uh now we've got you know artificial intelligence or uh, augmented reality i keep confusing those right now in my mouth i'm sorry uh, artificial intelligence machine learning like even some of the, the blockchain stuff how much of this is church in the future how much of this is church in today like is is this stuff that we should be really digging into what what does this need to look like for us here in 22 uh, absolutely in, in the very least we need to be experimenting so we did a, a webinar recently about setting up a church in the metaverse and the three pillars are to explore experiment and establish and that entrepreneurial side of the church uh, in my purview or my perspective has faded the innovation has just kind of died down um, an indicator of that and i'm speaking very broadly is how the church functioned through COVID. it just seemed very clumsy um it seemed very uh, just kind of stumbling through this era with that should have been established way before even COVID came on the scene. So it's not like these technologies of Web 2 were just, you would think we just discovered them here in 2020. Uh, they've been around for a long time. So if you back that up, you know, perhaps, perhaps, you know, this is, you know, a theory and I've been out of physical church world for a while. Um, perhaps there's this aspect where we've lost that, that spirit of experimentation, um, exploration, and that would lead to establishing some things that would have helped the church um, generally speaking, um, you know, through the COVID crisis. And so, we, if we learn something there, it, as Web3 comes and the metaverse comes, we should definitely be exploring in the very least. We're buying the Oculus or the MetaQuest 2. We're checking it out. We're, we're, we're visiting VR Church or our friends at Life Church. How are they doing the metaverse? Because we're all doing it a little bit differently. There's not a model, which I think is a beautiful thing about what's coming with the metaverse church, um, the, the diversity and eclectic nature of ministry in the metaverse. Um, so you should definitely be exploring with it. And then as you explore, and, and see these things, and you're like, all right, we're, we're going to experiment. We're not going to publish that we have a metaverse campus or small group or what may be, but we're just going to try it out, get a couple people together. We're going to explore, uh, experiment with what it's like. And that's going to lead to a lot of discovery. It's going to lead to a lot of things you've never seen before. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm seeing a lot of churches just jump in and the, the experience really isn't done very well because they're just like, we got to get in the metaverse. It's broadcaster. 2D experience or Web2 experience into the metaverse, but they haven't done 
thought through it. Like we need greeters. There needs to be a host moderation to keep people safe because it mirrors a physical experience. These are avatars. These are real people uh, with real stories represented by these avatars. It's not just a view on YouTube. It's not just a username in the chat. It's an actually embodied person inside a virtual being walking through your experience. And so, um, yeah, definitely need to be exploring, definitely need to experience be, be experimenting because um, to be the church of web three, you're going to start to make some shifts. And man, I hope we've learned from COVID. I hope churches have seen, man, we do have to make shifts. And I hope that radical shifts will continue. And it's tough because church leadership is kind of, it seems a little frozen at times, you know, and I don't mean this critically. I'm just, you know, observing my conversations with church leaders that are like frozen, like, what do we do and how do we do this? So start to exercise those mus muscles, start to carve out a budget, start to carve out an experimental team. It doesn't have to be this official launch, you know, uh, thing, but man, definitely start getting going because when that time comes, there will be a transition to Web3 uh, as far as the masses are concerned. And if your church is stuck in Web2, then you're, you're going to be entering the world of becoming irrelevant. Um, and so yeah, that that's my thought, you know, there. Beautiful. So I, I want to pull that thread a, a, a little bit right there. You know, you're, you're talking about the, the ecclesiology experimenting with some, some of that space here a little bit and being the church in there. I have a theory, and, and, and I would love your take on it here. It feels to me like, and so I'm looking at, and let me kind of preface it up front. I, I think there's actually three different environments that the church is in, in today. And I may be generalizing, think big picture, but there's the physical environment, and, and there's doing church in the physical space. There's digital which is usually centered more around a broadcast and then some form of digital discipleship, engaging, creating community via social media groups, mobile apps, and, and, and things like that. And then I think there's really what virtual reality leans to and what the metaverse is going towards, where it's, it's avatar-based or it's, it's a stronger technology, uh, maybe more relational than, than what we're even experiencing in the digital. For me, I've seen a lot of churches struggle with Web 2 uh, because social media, it's text-based, or it's one-way communication, and it's not to, they're looking at Web 2.0 like a megaphone and not a conversation. For me, when I look at what the avatar-based churches, the, the, the virtual reality, some of the stuff even that you're doing with the, the video games and MMO, I actually think that leans more closer to the to the physical ecclesiology. Um, I'm having a relational conversation with someone I can see. Yes, it's an avatar form. Yes, I'm not breathing the same air molecules. But to me, like worship looks uh, very similar in avatar world mm -hmm. like it does in physical. Teaching looks very similar. The, yeah. the relationship aspect is, is very similar. It's just you're not breathing the same air molecules. Community happens in this virtual realm as opposed to at the corner block. Like, how are you guys wrestling with some of that ecclesiology piece in uh, VR Church? Uh, I think you nailed it, nailed it on the head there that this resembles the physical way more than uh, people probably realize. And so you, you're saying this bit of rush. Um, you know, our friends at Life Church are very uh, influential. And so they've, you know, invigorated like the, the body to like, hey, get into the metaverse, which is great, by the way. Big fan of that. Um, but you're saying that churches are coming to into Web3 experience with a Web2 mindset. Um, and that's a good good place to start. 
you know, like we're going to take our Web 2 experience and we're going to broadcast it into Web 3. But ultimately, I mean, it's not going to be too long where that is a, uh, I don't know, a faded aspect or faded way to look at uh, ministry coming into Web 3. And so Web 3 is going to be about we're experiencing the scriptures in new ways, like world building, you know, creating the, you know, the Red Sea and going through it as avatars with water all around you, walking up to the burning bush with animated fire effects. And so that reflects uh, this quote I heard that the information age is coming to a close and the experience age is about to begin. And the experience age is Web 3. So Web 2 was very informational. And not that we didn't, we weren't experiencing spiritual things or the power of God. I'm not saying that at all. But it, it did tend to be more, like you said, broadcast information-based, um, you know, attaining knowledge and, and wonderful things, by the way. Uh, but Web 3 is going to want to be experiential. So while broadcasting into your Web 2 experience into Web 3 is a great place to start, it's going to be a bad place to stay in, in the long run because people are coming into the matrix not to sit and watch a screen, right? I can do that at home. I can get on my computer and do that. What are you offering that's different? And that's where that evolution of world building needs to come in. And, and I think churches will discover that, but you, I don't think that's on their radar yet, which is fair enough because just getting in there and setting something up, that's a lot. Um, so kudos to that, but, um, and not to be repetitive, but it's a great place to, to start taking your web two and going into and broadcasting into web three, but it's a bad place to stay. Awesome. Yeah. So, all right. I'm 44 years old. I want to publicly announce that it's the year is 2022. This is going to be fun. 2040, that's 18 years, I will be 62, I will be retiring. So in my ministry career, by the year 2040, is every church gonna be virtual reality? Can there be a church that's not engaging in the metaverse? Can we, you know what, I really just wanna be physical. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't believe, I don't wanna do any of this stuff. Like, are those churches gonna be relevant? When you look at the future, and this is, this is truly right, just, just you thinking, know, speculating. Yeah. What, what do you think it's going to look like in 2040? Well, I'm gonna, let's, let's back it up. 2030. I think that okay. uh, the, the metaverse is going to be your main experience. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a physical experience. But right now, what's the construct? The construct of Web2 is we have a one-hour event on Sunday morning. And that event it needs to be you know, attended and people need to give it that event. And then if we've embraced Web2 ex experiences, it kind of diffuses out. But these are more secondary, right? These are more maybe a lesser church experiences as they fuse out, um, whereas they, they diffuse out. But I think the church of 2030, your central location is going to be the metaverse and you're also going to have a phys your physical location is going to be a part of that which still could be a one hour event on sunday morning right that still could be a part of it and so the reason i say that because i know um like i said i was at the church conference years ago and i'm talking about the future of the churches the metaverse getting those you know uh, glazed look over their eyes but we just as a experience something so unique in, in virtual reality church. It's really shaped us. You would think that we would shape the technology, but the, the technology has shaped us. And that's a good thing. Um, and what we've experienced really makes me say those statements that I tend not to say, but if you're saying, Jeff, we're going deep, I, then, you know, my statement is, yeah, the future of the church is the metaverse. I feel like, uh, You've seen uh, Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd comes back, his hair all spiky, and he's like, Marty, Marty, the future, Marty, right? And, and he's looking crazy. And that's me at church conferences, like, the future of the church is the metaverse. And, you know, I got the spiky hair. I might as well have the spiky hair and the DeLorean, you know, flying behind me, uh, which we could actually do in, in the metaverse. But, um, yeah, I think so. And, again, 
some people mistake that to mean that it's an anti-physical gathering thing. It's not. It's not. That's not what it's meant to be. It's just a reformatting, a refreshing of the experience, of the expression, of the construct. Theologically, people have huge problems with it. But if we look at what COVID has done, this is interesting. Uh, I, I don't. Was it March of 2020? I think when things really like started getting really, you know, NBA shutting down and I, I don't, you can correct the date uh, with me, but here's what I observed the church did. And I thought it was fascinating. And that is before that moment, we would say as an, we'll just use the word evangelical, the, as an evangelical culture, we would say that theology shapes our experience. But then when that thing happened in March, we noticed that the experience changed our theology. And what I mean by that is like locally here, like good churches, good pastors doing really great things, but very anti-online streaming, you know, church online, social media, all of a sudden, hey, come to our church online, you know, come to our, you know, Facebook group. And all of a sudden those tools like ramped up and their theology changed in real time. It was like in a two week period, I was watching all these conversations and that evolution of theology. And that's, a, I mean, I say that's a good thing, but just to kind of take a moment, just take a step back and look, man, uh, the theology didn't shape our experience as much as the experience shaped our theology. So the now, when I when I say the church, the future of the church is the metaverse, and there's like theological like you know things kind of firing off in, in people's heads. You know, we just have to consider that once you start getting into the metaverse and you start to experience it, I think slowly a little bit the Christopher Lloyd spiky hair is going to look a little less crazy. But I think it's going to happen over time. And usually I wouldn't talk like this, but since we're doing the deep dive, you know, yeah, do the deep dive, man. Listen, you're never going to you're not going to get this anywhere else, man. We're, we're just we're talking like it is. I, I love it. By the way. You keep being critical about the the church conference people, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out. I was in the room at that 2018 conference. I, I was I was there listening to you, and honestly, you were the first person in 20 really that I had heard laying out the metaverse church stuff. And so there may have been some people blown away. I actually I can remember I was sitting next to Jason Morris, mutual friend who is is now with Resi, doing a lot of great stuff through them. Um, used to be with uh, Westside Family. And, and like we were talking and debating, we were having our side conference kind of over here in the back row, debating the legitimacy of what you were describing. Up front. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of it, I'm like, this is awesome. Why not? If discipleship is happening in that space, if they're reaching a different person, let them. Like, let's mm. champion this and run with it. So at some level, that conference in 2018 impacted me to get me to where I am today. So, and, mm. and we talked we talked shortly thereafter that conference. I remember several phone calls. So I want to thank you for being that brave guy years ago, really championing this stuff before anybody else was was working on it. So that's the that's the sappy part. We, we can yeah, get back yeah. to, the, to the deep part. Well, well, that conference, that was a good conference. And I didn't get as many glazed looks, but there were some other ones, particularly when you bring up like baptisms and virtual reality, that sets yeah. people like... You start getting into yeah. sacraments and, and, you know, we don't necessarily have to do a deep dive into that unless you want to. But um, one thing that as we look into the church of the 2030, as we make this statement that the future of the church is the metaverse, the conclusion really that we're kind of getting to is that everything you can do physically, you can experience in the metaverse. And so at least that's how we're approaching it. And I think that's part of why I don't know, the word success is kind of weird and kind of measured differently. But for me, as I look at VR Church and I see the beautiful community, the, the beautiful things that are happening, the power of God, this God's love, you know, being experienced in these digital realms, um, 
you know, I just look at it and just am, am amazed by that. And, you know, I think that what we've experienced is so compelling that I know that there's the critics, you know, and they would say, this doesn't, this isn't real. This doesn't exist. But for us, once we adopted that, we're a church, um, just like anybody else that really set the tone for where we are today. And for like church leaders that are listening, you're, you're web two and you're going to, you will become web three. And when you make that psychological transition that this metaverse or this online church, the stream is no different or no, no less value than the physical, that the online attendee or the avatar is no less value than the physical attendee. Now you're set up for some really powerful ministry into the future, um, just that little psychological shift. And so I know there's that there's that hang up there, you know what I mean? And fair enough, you know, we, we, we grew up in, in seminary systems that didn't talk about any of this, you know, we're evolving or learning or rejecting whatever we're doing. Um, so I know it's tough, but um, I don't know, man, I think the yeah. future of the church is the metaverse. So interesting. All right, let's, let's move off of VR a little bit. Let's start to explore some of these other things, Bitcoin, NFTs, crypto, why should churches be exploring it and, and getting into the space? Yeah, it's a currency. Yeah, it's money, but it's, it's, it's more than that. What, what are we missing here? Um, yeah, uh, we're, man, it's a great thing that you brought that up because we just did a, uh, not a webinar, but it was more like a, a stream. Uh, one of my teammates named uh, Rico, uh, we started talking about uh, cryptocurrency, DAOs, NFTs, and all that because, uh, People from in the community were, were wondering, is this something the church should get into? Like, this seems weird. Is it, you know, is it conspiratorial? Is there, you know, scams and all that? And so some people were like, we shouldn't touch it. We shouldn't touch those crypto NFT stuff. And other people were like, hey, it's perfectly fine. So even as a church right now, as a Web3 church, we're diving into those conversations. Um, now, all those things are a bit integrated already. Like, we, we accept cryptocurrency. Uh, we accept Bitcoin. Uh, one example is somebody gave us like $10 worth of Bitcoin like a year and a half ago, and now it's like worth hundreds. Um, so now you see this offering that's grown over time. Um, and so what we were explaining or what we, the vision that we're casting with our community is when you look at scripture, there's this, you know, woven narrative of economics all throughout, just from all different types. And it wasn't based on the US dollar. So as we come into this new cryptocurrency, the question that we proposed wasn't, you know, should we do it or should we not do it? Is crypto evil? Is it, is it good or is it bad? Are NFTs a scam or are they legitimate? The idea that we're presenting is we need to be experimenting. And I think 100% the church should be experimenting with crypto, with NFTs, carefully, thoughtfully with conversations. And, you know, we're not throwing everything at it. Like all our assets are, are not being converted to, you know, crypto. But um, we've been encouraging, again, we're going back to, you know, those pillars that we personally have of exploring, experimenting, and then establishing. So we, we haven't established our, you know, crypto and NFTs and DAOs, but we are definitely in, in the exploration phase. Um, so, you know, accepting Bitcoin, uh, sometimes we, we stipend our, our teaching pastors and we've done that through cryptocurrency. Um, and yeah, I think it's definitely something the church definitely needs to, to, to think about and get into. Yeah, I would imagine, especially like a, a global reach like what, what you're doing through VR Church, literally on multiple continents, uh, multiple time zones, uh, using crypto to pass money back and forth without paying, you know, a lot of the, the banking fees and the things like that. Like, I would imagine that would be a lot more efficient at, at a global scale, right? 
Yeah, I mean that's where we do- we dove into a little bit because it depends on like the blockchain. Like if we were to accept you know Ethereum or make transactions on the Ethereum blockchain, it's a, tends to be high gas fees and not very. Um, you know, there's some uh, environmental concerns about you know the the, the use of Bitcoin, but uh, with any technology, you see it get it getting better, lighter, cheaper, you know, more user environmental friendly. And you're seeing that in a, in a hyper short amount of time with uh, cryptocurrency, where now you have like the Cardano network, which is, you know, very similar to a Visa transaction. Um, and so, and very low gas fees. And, and so I think that's part of ex- exploring and experimenting because maybe you do have people that says, hey, we looked into it. Bitcoin's bad. You know, there's bad for the environment. Uh, we shouldn't be using it. But then if you dive, dive in deeper, no, there's there's a lot of coins. There's a lot of stability to some of those coins. And the, the blockchain that they're a part of, um, you know, are designed in a way that's uh, user-friendly, environmental-friendly, and easy to use. So um, I think this is part of just diving in and exploring it. So. Yeah. I literally had someone just text me. This this question did not come through the normal channels. This is someone who knows my cell phone number and wanted to ask you a question. So thank you. By the way, if you have my cell phone number, please don't text me when I'm on a live show. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But that, that aside, maybe that's, maybe that's another conversation. What is blockchain? Like there are people that, that are wanting. How, how is blockchain being influenced in this? And I, I can tell you, I, just even conversations that I've had, crypto is clear. You know, AR, AI, a lot of this, yeah, theoretically we understand. Blockchain's the one that a lot of people, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe like a, a primer on that if you can. Oh, okay. Uh, well, um, it's like solving like the world's mystery is like, it's, it's, uh, like a co- it's complex and simple at the same time. So let's take it at a simple level. And maybe this doesn't do its justice for those crypto pros out there. Uh, but you can kind of think of it like a Google spreadsheet that we share amongst uh, a bunch of us, let's say a thousand of us. And as we record a transaction, it's, it's, um, it's marked down on the Google spreadsheet that we've shared. And we all have that all the way across and we're somehow able to verify that this happened. Um, so you've created a network, um, you've created a, uh, a system that's able to capture transactions. Um, it's public, everyone can see it. We can, Google doesn't do this, but you know we can verify it. And that's where a lot of that, uh, crypto uh, technology comes in. So uh, there isn't one blockchain, right? So you have many cryptocurrencies, you have the Bitcoin blockchain. And so that's its own, I don't know, Google spreadsheet. And then you have the Ethereum network. Um, and that's a whole other complicated thing because there, you can build apps on it. So you can kind of think of Ethereum as iOS and then developers put apps on uh, the Ethereum network. And then there's Cardano. That's its own, has its own blockchain and smart contracts. So um, their own version of a Google spreadsheet with its own community and, and connected computers that uh, record transactions, verify these transactions. And um, so they're all, they're, they're, they're kind of spread out. So there's not one blockchain, so to speak, but um, it's like a ledger, uh, like I am uh, kind of alluded to with the Google spreadsheet, but uh, crypto pros are probably like, no, it's more than that. <laughs> well, sure, absolutely. Um, there's a definitely a uh, a revolutionary to- revolutionary technology with the blockchain, and we're just at the beginning of it, and it's only going to evolve into things that we can't even imagine. So, yeah, um, it yeah. it would seem to me that maybe having se- separate of these ledgers and, and maybe the ecosystems that are that are going with that, you're really starting to create more of a decentralized approach instead of all leaning on one thing now you're you're able to create some of that 
at a decentralized level. I've heard, I'm going to name drop here, just like Jay Cranda over at Saddleback, mutual friend. Um, he probably was the first guy that I ever heard say the word decentral or the words decentralized church, like in context. And that's, that's resonated with me, the idea of maybe decentralizing it and, and breaking that up here a, a little bit. Have you guys wrestled with that or are you building in some decentralized concepts as you're building out mm -hmm. VR church? And Absolutely. Yes. We actually had a, an elder meeting um, recently and I, maybe I'll send you the video. I don't know if you can diffuse it out however you want to, uh, but it was on that very topic. Um, how, how do you describe VR church? Oftentimes we borrow, you know, old construct language multi-site, uh, we'll use a web two term, but it, it's definitely going to need web three ter terminology, new terminology to describe what we're doing. And so one thing in the latest the past couple months, we've said we're, because we used to say we're like non-denominational. It used to be our response, but really we've evolved into say we're actually decentralized. And so we are describing VR church as a decentralized experience. Um, we're at the very beginning of what that is, what that means, and what that looks like. But it it reflects the eclectic nature of the metaverse. As we were birthed in the metaverse, the community that came wasn't just Baptists or Presbyterians. It was just so eclectic and diverse. And so oh, as, a, as an elder board and as a decentralized church, what we're describing ourselves as, you know, we sell, we're Christocentric. You know, we celebrate the, the resurrected Christ. And then from there, there's this diffusion where even our elder team is very diverse in its um, belief systems and, and its theology, which you would think would be a problem. But And there's, sure, there, there are things that have come up, but overall, we've experienced some really beautiful things, and, which is going to be new. Right, because I've been a part of denominational world. I got you know ordained with a, a large denomination in the U.S., and we had to adhere to fourteen you know fundamentals, and those couldn't be tampered with, and all those things. But as it comes to uh, the churches in the metaverse, particularly ones that are birthed in the metaverse, let's say they're not you know published by let's say a, a denomination, those churches are going to have undoubtedly a decentralized influence right off the bat because you have to, because the people that come are so eclectic and diverse. Um, and so it is new. And that's what we acknowledged in our, and we made a YouTube video about it. So we are, we are descent. We are not denominational. We are decentralized is the name of the YouTube video. And we acknowledge that um, it's new. It's different. How do, what does that even mean? Cause we look at church history and orthodoxy and church fathers, they didn't talk about this. Um, so, and we acknowledge that it's new and different and perhaps, you know, who knows, we'll pave the way in that regard. Um, and we also acknowledge that it's not going to be perfect. Uh, there's going to be some, you know, issues, things are going to be messy sometimes, but um, like I said before, the metaverse has shaped us in that way. And what I and I think it's leading us to a beautiful place. And I know that that can, since we are probably very denominational, even in our non-denominationalism, um, I know it's going to be uh, a difficult thing to wrestle with. But um, I think it's just something that this is going to have to be experienced at the end of the awesome. day. Awesome. Well, if you've got questions on on any of this audience out there, feel free to throw it in in the chat, um, and and we'll address it. I'm going to keep rolling because I'm having fun here with with my friend. Uh, DJ Soto. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest here. I, uh, I've worked very hard in the past couple years to separate all... I'm, I'm a big word guy. I like wordsmithing. 
Um, and, and so Fidgetal Church, I, I, I may have been the first guy, if not, I was number two, to really start to use the word fidgetal in context of, of church. And so, you know, we talk about physical, we talk about micro, we talk about fidgetal, physical and digital working together. There's hybrid, digital only church planting, digital only churches, meta churches, like we, being the church planter type of guy, like I've got all of these little terms that define all of these types of churches. I'm wrestling with the tension. At one point, is the metaverse just going to like envelop all of this? Like instead of having these individual silos, I feel like we're heading to this place where it's just 100, 200, 300 different shades of gray. I don't know. What's your feeling where we're going with all of this? Do you mean like we're going to lose some of that denomination identity? Is that... Um... Uh, and, and the, I'm moving away from denominations as much as uh, the modal aspects of this. Uh, so, like, you know, we were talking earlier, it's a great question, clarifying, I love it. We were talking about digital churches mm. that are, are, are operating in, in the Facebook groups. Um, and at some level, it almost feels like where we're going with augmented reality is going to take over as this device becomes uh, irrelevant. More are going to lean into... Uh, really blurring into this idea of metaverse church. Like even to the point, it feels to me a little bit as we're talking about physical church and as physical starts to lean into uh, blended expressions where maybe there's a, a sermon element that's tied into um, a mixed reality and, and it's on stage as it's being developed, almost like the, the teaching TV that a lot of people are using in physical space almost feel like some of that is going to move into an augmented or, or a mixed reality as that becomes more accepted. And, and it almost feels to me like all this separating that we're trying to do about physical churches and, and, and church online and digital, all of this is really blending into this idea of meta. Have mm. you thought or feel any of that tension? Does that make a little more sense? Um, I don't know, a little bit. I think I'm maybe missing some core ideas just because I, I am like six years disconnected from like the physical church aspects of like, you know, That's what's funny, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I, I saw it was kind of like an, almost like an outsider watching COVID happen and like shutting down and losing, a, you know, attendance and trying to figure that out. It was kind of like we were like under the, the water and, and brought up the, the periscope from a submarine just to kind of like, look, okay, that's things are on fire. We're going to go back down into the thing. So, so, so to that degree, like, um, like COVID didn't affect us as far as like operationally or experience other than people just discovered us in such, in such a massive way. Um, you know, as far as the metaverse, when you, when you're talking about, is it just going to be, you know, two to two or 300 experiences? Um, no, I think that there's still a connection to like vision of values and leadership. And so even like in our experience, not everyone likes VR church. I think we're like super cool. I'm biased. You know, um, we have an amazing church experience, but some people are more drawn to Pastor Jpo's, maybe his teaching style, maybe his uh, the the cornerstone VR experience. Uh, there are people that you know could totally attend our church in VR chat, but they're drawn to Pastor Brock, um, who who does his ministry as a um, you know in VR chat as well. So I do think that even though there's going to be a decentralized feel. Um, a, a spiritual no, nomad experience, if you will. Some people look at that negatively. I see that positively, where people are able to experience, you know, all different types of expressions of faith. So I don't, 
we talk about be- it being decentralized, and I think that's a good thing because I don't think there's going to be a centralization of the metaverse. Um, and I think that um, as people experience the different flavors and see the different types, they're going to be drawn to that particular, whether it's a leader, ministry, vision, value, experience, whatever you call it. So there's still uh, an opportunity for diversity and eclectic an experience that people can have. And, um, you know, some people might want it very traditional. You know, they go in, where's my, you know, stained glass pew experience? And that's what I need experience. And other people are like, where's the the lights and the smoke? Um, and so as um, leaders, churches come into this space, I think they're going to develop their own sense of ministry in the metaverse. They're going to create a very eclectic offering. And I think people are going to be experienced that. And um, what we've seen is as people experience different uh, experiences, um, there is a, a, a re, uh, not revitalization, but there is such a spiritual connection because of our collaboration. So take like Pastor Jpo, who does Cornerstone VR. Um, we have a, attendees and volunteers that are a part of both of our ministries, and people have come to Christ because of that collective effort. So um, I don't know if I'm hitting your question or not. Let me know if I'm off on that, but you're you're answering a whole other question, which is probably more effective than than the one that I asked. Let's let's pull the thread on on the JPO thing because I think that's that's really been interesting to me. In in physical church environments, I, I don't want to say there's competition as as much as it's a dedication to one church, one environment. I'm serving over here, and I'm really delved. I'm really involved in the ecosystem, the programs, the services, the that. Um, what I've seen in, in the virtual reality realms is that it's it's not uh, exclusive to one church. It's really interesting how the, the people serving, inter- and I'm thinking Cheddars and others, they, they really, they just, they intermix. They go across and they're supporting a big sea church movement, it almost seems, helping individual yeah. churches and individual people really starting to champion and, and multiplying in, into that. Um, why do you think that is? Yeah, that's great. Um, that's, that's a really powerful like um, story with like Cheddar's um, that they're able, well, let's think of it like this. In the physical church, um, generally speaking, we're all having churches on Sunday morning. And um, you're not. Def- you're probably only committing to one physical church experience. And so, you know, you know, as a as a pastor, if you hear one of your members is also serving somewhere else, even if it's on a, another night of week, the history of our church experiences that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. And so, um, and and I guess there's some fairness in that because you know there's limited hours uh, for church during the week. Now, in the metaverse, that tends to shift a bit. Um, I remember the first time, you know, Pastor JPO came to me and he was like, hey, listen, I got a volunteer from VR Church who wants to volunteer at Cornerstone. Is that cool? I was like, absolutely. Uh, because there's, it's, there's a different attitude about that that's different from the physical church, where in the metaverse church, it does feel more like a capital C approach as people interact, protect, particularly people who are new and coming in to explore. And to retain that, let's call it sub subconscious attitude that you need to commit to this one experience I don't think is going to serve the ministry that's happening in the metaverse because there needs to be that sense of freedom as people experience, you know, their explore their faith and experience different churches. And we have seen people come to Christ um, because of that, because of our collaboration and our, um, you know, loosening the grip of that uh, construct from yesteryear. So 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's going to be such an important value, and it'd be interesting to watch as churches come in to see if they're able to adapt into this new Web three mindset um, that's more decentralized, more experiential, kind of lets things go. Um, but yeah, well, it's yet to be seen, I suppose. All right. So since the year 2016, when you first launched VR and started getting into the space, to be honest, you're probably one of the few bleeding edge, really experimental type people in, in the space. There's, I mean, now more are starting to get into uh, VR and churches are starting to experiment in that space. But shoot, you're already doing video games like like Rust, like Black Desert Online, Final Fantasy. Um, what did I just see you're in? Grand Theft Auto, like you're you're really expanding, going into into the stuff. You know what? I, I want to hear a story. Talk to me a little bit because I did see. I saw GTA. What what? Talk to me a little bit about the video games and 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 maybe what you're what you're trying to accomplish in there and and what does that look like? Yeah. So at, at a at a broad level, like a bird's eye level, um, we have four churches like officially, quote unquote, uh, two in virtual reality and two in MMOs. So the two in VR are alt space, which you've heard through like Life Church, and sure. uh, that's owned by Microsoft. Uh, the other one's VR Chat, which is like the deep end of the pool. It's like the wild west of VR. That's a whole other conversation. Um, so two churches in VR, and then the two churches in MMOs are a Final Fantasy. We have a team there. Uh, Pastor Coco leads that one, and then the team in Rust. And so we have church experiences in those as well that are very similar uh, to what the VR offerings have. And so our vision is to cultivate these loving spiritual communities across the metaverse. And so it, anything that has like strong social interactive tools um, in a game and experience VR, whatever, you, whatever it is, if you, if there's like in-game voice chat, if you can build in that experience, if you can, I don't know, create a small group, create a gathering, create relationships, um, anything that has that we're drawn to and we evaluate, Hey, can we play in a church here? So that's across VR and MMOs. So we have our four official ones. And then if you see, like you're mentioning GTA, if you see us posting about other things, those are like experimental ones. Like I'm, I'm talking about exploring, exper exper experimenting yeah, yeah. and establishing. So we've established four, but if you see other posts, it's us playing around, exploring, experimenting, and certainly would love to play in a church in Los Santos, which is part of the GTA ecosystem. Yeah, um, that that's crazy. Which speaking of, like, oh, so this is, you're planting churches in video games. I mean, like, I, I don't want to like, throw shade on that but that's a that's a crazy concept is there anything in recent history with you that you're like no that that's too much the church is not you're taught you're experimenting with grand theft auto okay so like is there anything that's like no that's too much no i'm not interested no the church is not ready for for this type of conversation do you do you say no to any ideas um no <laughs> the only <laughs> time we say the only time we say no is this more of logistics like do we have leadership do we have the the bandwidth to be able to move into a space um yeah I, I was really influenced early on and i don't know maybe you've heard of liquid church uh and uh i forget the tim lucas is the pastor sure um back in the mid 2000s it was like one of the first church online experiences i ever had they had liquid church online and i just remember the vision that they or the language that they used was taking church to the people and that's mm -hmm. when i heard that first time i heard that never heard that in bible college and in seminary settings just you know it's the first time i heard that and it impacted me very deeply really shaped um probably even to this day um and so when it comes to vr mmo church anytime there's people gathering anytime there's strong social tools we'll definitely go there and so people have questioned us even in recent you know 
ever since we've done these things. But, um, you know, we've had recent people that are new discover us and say, why are you in VR chat? It's a dark and trolly place. And it definitely can be. And I said, well, you just answered your own question. We want to be light and darkness. Uh, we had someone yeah. says, why are you planning a church in rust? That's one of the most toxic experiences. And I was like, there, you just answered your own uh, question. And it's beautiful to see that even just like being in, let's take rust, for example, uh, being in there is like, was a shock when people discovered us, what there's a church in rust, they, they have come. Um, and it's like a, a transient ministry. We don't, it's not necessarily the one built for growth, but we have a lot of people come and experience church for the first time ever. And one beautiful story from that is I remember somebody swung by our church in rust and they walked by like, wait, there's a church here. And so they came in and we were talking with him and he said, man, can you pray for me? And my wife's going to have a uh, baby. Uh, we think there's going to be a miscarriage. And then, you know, he left. We never saw him again. You know, months later, he comes on our discord and he says, hey, you remember when you prayed for me? You know, my wife's doing great. My baby girl's doing great. And that was just like our community was so excited. And, you know, I don't know, perhaps, you know, I'm just human, but perhaps God would have used, you know, other means you know, to connect with him, uh, with that individual. And I'm sure, you know, God is, is pursuing all of us and, and his love is, is going everywhere. But God used that. You know, he used the rust experience to connect uh, with prayer, with people that loved him and encouraged them. And so, sometimes when you see the church really adverse to, I mean, let's just not, not even say metaverse, like digital or virtual offerings, it's, it's kind of almost conveying that, you know, God is, you know, omnipresent. He is everywhere except online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, he can't reach, you know, that's where he stops. And that's like a bizarre thing. Um, because what we've experienced is the opposite. He is moving through these, we're just trying to keep up. And I think that he's calling us to, to join him in that adventure. So, Awesome. That's almost, that's the, the Henry Blackaby quote from Experiencing God, you know, look and see where God is moving and pray about joining him in, in his work. And mm. um, actually, I've, I've written a blog. I'm not sure when it's going to publish through Leadership Network, but I, I think that applies to the metaverse. And actually what I did in, in the blog was I applied Henry Blackaby's Experiencing God, uh, Seven Realities, that he wrote before I was born in 1977 and applied it to the metaverse. And, and I think mm. God moves in, in the metaverse and i'm not saying henry blackaby was a was a metaverse user in 1977 uh hmm. but uh, maybe he would be a fan of it but i do believe that god moves in that space because i've heard stories like uh dj and others that are on that mission field that that are uh being the light in dark spaces and yes uh the uh, vr chat is the red light district of the yeah. metaverse yeah, but that doesn't mean the church runs it doesn't mean they run away it means they run to that uh mm -hmm. put on the armor of god pray them up prepare our people but we need to attack even the dark spaces of it we're going to talk more about that in the show moving forward well hey dj this has been phenomenal and so thank you for jumping in here and getting to to do the deep dive with us as we really start absolutely to man i loved it maybe that some other talk. spaces man as we're landing the plane here any, any closing thoughts for you um closing thoughts no uh maybe the only thing that i would just reiterate is as we move into Web3, um, just to consider, to have those conversations with leadership that anything you can do in the physical can be experienced online and to not think of it um, in a lesser value. And I think that's going to set you up for the future. So that's yeah. the only thing I would say. Yeah. Very cool. DJ, thank you for jumping on here. If you're out there in the listening audience, uh, DJ Soto is at 
vrchurch, vrchurch.org, right? I, I, it's so rare that I'm on with you. Yeah, vrchurch.org. Uh, check out more information on, on VR Church and MMO Church there. My my shirt is the old branding. I haven't gotten the update with MMO, so maybe I'll ask nicely and see what I can get there with, with that. Yeah, the, the new uh, logo. It's got the a new logo right over It's transformish, former-ish. Very, very cool. Hey, listen, and so I'm going to invite you to a church conference where we're going to talk about stuff like this. So Exponential Orlando is literally next week. And so I don't know if it's too late to come, but if you want to come, come hang out. Uh, we're doing four courses on metaverse i'll be doing an overview and then uh jade Earhart uh through love clan is going to be talking about digital missionaries pastor jason polling jpo is going to be talking about launching metaverse churches and uh, then we're doing a tag team centered around um a broadcast and how that creates and even some of the stuff really can impact what we're doing in physical space and so we'll have mark lutz and tyler sansom contributing for that one so some interesting courses as well as there's going to be other uh digital and digital only pre-conference tracks and things that i'm doing but would love to connect with you if you've got any questions on any of this metaverse stuff it's cool uh let's do this and this link will magically show up in the chat go to metachurch.digital m-e-t-a church.digital uh, that's um, my site where we talk a lot about, and we help churches figure out how to do these next steps in, in ex experimenting. I love DJ's core three things here, explore, experiment, and establish. Uh, and that's really the heart of what we're trying to do with, with MetaChurch. So check that out. You can book some time with me and let's jump on a, on a, on a Zoom or something and have a conversation. So, hey, thank you for being DJ. Thanks for jumping on here and being a part of this, but we are gonna land a plane. So for DJ, this is Jeff with Meta Church Next. Thanks y'all, have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Network Podcast and joining the conversation for what is next for the church and its leaders. We look forward to connecting with you as we bring our questions, contribute our wisdom, and pursue what is next. Visit leadnet.org for more resources, information about leader cohorts, and more. That is leadnet.org.